Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Hashtag Gen Z. I'm your host, Megan Grace. Hashtag Gen Z is a podcast about, as you guessed it, Generation Z, the generation of young people born between 1995 and 2010. It's about who they are, what they believe in, why they do what they do, and what makes them different than any other generation. While Generation Z may be young, it would be ridiculous to assume they don't have worthwhile insights and strong influence. It's easy for older generations to make this assumption about younger generations, that they might not have valuable contributions simply because they are younger, as if taking less laps around the sun makes their viewpoints less insightful and real. But people of all ages have a voice, and they want it to be heard. As Generation Z has received more coverage in the media, one of the most striking aspects about this group is their desire to share their voice and for it to be heard, and I don't think they will let older generations quiet them. In a way, this podcast is my personal commitment to giving a platform for young people to share their voice. But I'm always interested in ways that others are actively doing the same, providing a way for young people to make an impact through sharing their insights. We Are Gen Z is a think tank that engages members of Generation Z in research to gain better understanding of their perspectives and behaviors. Beyond research, they include members of Generation Z in focus groups, consulting with companies and brands, and developing content about Generation Z. I was able to connect with Kathleen Hessert, the creator of the We Are Gen Z think tank. Kathleen has a background in the sports and entertainment industries as a former broadcast journalist, but has a passion and talent for identifying trends on the rise. With a lot of conversation on millennials, she's beginning to think, what's next? So she shifted her focus from the sports industry and created We Are Gen Z. In her work with We Are Gen Z, she focuses on giving Generation Z a platform to be heard. So I couldn't say no when she suggested having a member of the think tank join our conversation. Lydia Laramore is a student at Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia. When she's not in class, interning, or working with We Are Gen Z, she loves reading, writing, and exploring Atlanta. Kathleen and Lydia make an awesome team and share some incredible insights on how we can give Generation Z voice. I'm excited to have some wonderful guests on today's episode, Kathleen Hessert and Lydia Laramore. Kathleen is the creator of the We Are Gen Z Think Tank, and Lydia's a college student and a member of the Think Tank. It's always great to connect with others working in the generational space and chat more about how we can utilize the information we know about generations to create better relationships, environments, and organizations. So welcome, Kathleen and Lydia. I'd love to turn it over to you both and share a little bit about yourself and your story. Sure. Well, uh, thank you for having us for certain. And I'm really glad to have Lydia here with me too, because what I have found over the last couple of years is 
when people talk about Gen Z, they usually talk about Gen Z from the outside in and they never talk to a, to a young person. So that was the genesis for We Are Gen Z and, and find the voices of that generation, finding young people who literally could share their authentic voice, their passions and everything with the media, with the public, with brands who need to understand this powerful and influential generation that's going to take over and be 40% of the U.S. population. And Lydia is one of my early finds this year, and I'm so glad to have her. You might even be a sophomore now at Spelman, are you, Lydia? Yep, I'm a sophomore now. That's right. And Lydia, Lydia is really exciting for me. Actually, she was recommended. I was speaking about Gen Z to about 250 coaches at the University of Notre Dame. And um, her godmother said, you know, you really need to talk to my god godchildren. They're pretty terrific. And uh, when she sent me the bio on Lydia, I was amazed. She's This is a young woman who, I, I won't say she's the typical Gen Zer because she is a superstar, but frankly, she is from the standpoint of our authenticity and she grew up in a generation and in an environment that um, is totally different than any before. As you could imagine, every generation changes the culture somewhat. This one is changing it in leaps and bounds because Gen Z grew up, um, post Gulf War and 9-11, you know, in an internet age, to say the least, um, in a recession. And, uh, and it really has had lasting effects on the generation. They're more frugal, they're more realistic. They're also more individualistic than the millennials that people and brands are still talking about. And much more inclusive overall than, than most. And and aware because they have their fingertips on any and every bit of information they could possibly consume. And so there's a different context for them. So Lydia, you know, Lydia's done a number of blog posts for us on finances and, and on internships already. Uh, she's soon to be doing another a panel discussion with us on Gen Z for a major global brand. But Lydia, why don't you tell Tell them a little bit more about you and who you are and what makes you different. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. So I am a sophomore at Spelman College, which is in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from Fishers, Indiana, so it was definitely a big move. It's about a 10-hour drive, so I'm pretty far away from most of my friends and family. But I love Atlanta, and I definitely would not trade this experience for the world. At Spelman, I am a political science major with an international studies minor, and it actually took me quite a while to get there. Um, it's funny because I applied to Spelman as a political science major and went through five different major changes through my freshman year alone. Um, and somehow I ended up right back at political science. Mm -hmm. um, right, with the extra um, international studies minor. So really just coming back to where I began. And I really chose political science because I, I was deciding where to go to college during the 2016 election. Um, and, you know, I was having these conversations in the classroom in AP Gov with my parents, with my peers, um, but I was also 16 years old as a senior, which means that I couldn't vote. So having these conversations and being around all of these people who believe differently than I do, but they got to express that through the vote and I didn't was really influential um, is one of the big reasons I'm a political science major. 
So for the last couple of summers, I've worked with kids. Last summer, I actually spent it at Spelman being a program assistant for their high school program. So watching girls matriculate and, you know, looking back and asking, was I really like that? Um, and the answer being yes. But it was just really amazing to be able to talk to them and hear about their dreams and just be a very small part of the process of them realizing those dreams. And the two summers before that, I spent them at Day Spring Center, which is my local homeless shelter back in Indiana. It's really amazing because it's the only shelter in Indiana that really focuses on keeping families together. So that's a mission that I really love. One of the things that's really special about Spelman is that I've just, I've been introduced to so many people and I've had the opportunity to go to so many companies and just learn more about the world and, you know, the economic systems and political systems that shape our lives. Last year, I got to go visit Goldman Sachs in New York and Bank of America in Charlotte. Both of those were really amazing and they're the reason that I chose to do a short internship with Coca-Cola this summer. They were all really amazing for different reasons. You know, see the intersections between banking, investment, and you know, a very consumer-oriented profession and business like Coca-Cola has been really amazing and I've learned a lot. And it's one of the reasons that I also decided to do Girls Who Invest this summer, which is an online learner's experience for girls after their freshman year of college. So I'll be taking my international investment exam in October and I'm really excited about that and I've learned so much and it's created a lot of interesting parallels between the classes I'm taking like environmental science and international studies and national government. Uh, this semester I am a Millennium Fellow which is amazing. It's a United Nations affiliated fellowship. We're learning about the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals and really how to implement those in our communities I and mean, I'm focusing on gender equality specifically um, how do you use computer science as an avenue for social change. So I'm really excited about that. Other than that, I love being near the coast. I love to swim. I love the water. I think that, you know, if I wasn't in the city, if I wasn't in a southern city like Atlanta, I would definitely be living on the coast. And I really look forward to that in the future. But I guess the most important thing to know about me is that I, I really love reading and writing. You know, I think it's crucial to understand numbers and money. But if you can't express those things to people, they're not worth much. And so that's really important to me, making sure that we're expressing these numbers and expressing these figures in ways that are accessible to a lot of people. And I love writing fiction. I love even writing, you know, reports for schools and papers and breaking down these systems. That's really how my brain works, looking at systems and figuring out how to take them apart and put them back together. So Megan, I told you she wasn't the normal student. Now you, you get an inkling why. Yes, Lydia, it sounds like you stay very busy. I would love to see what your calendar looks like. I'm sure it's very full. So I thank you for taking the time to chat today and share some of your experiences. It sounds like you've had some incredible experiences. And I'm really interested to hear a little bit more about your story of how you got involved with the We Are Gen Z Think Tank. But Kathleen, I would love to get a little bit of backstory on what inspired you to create it and what is the Gen Z, We Are Gen Z Think Tank, because some people might not be familiar. And I want to make sure that everyone walks away fully aware of what you all do and the great work that you are doing. Well, thanks a lot. Really what happened, Megan, is my first career was in broadcasting as an anchor reporter and talk show host. And in that capacity, you learn to connect dots between pieces of information coming from different areas. And I'm, I'm, I'm a news junkie and I'm always looking for new ideas and love learning. And I was noticing in every, Everything that I read, it's millennial this, millennial that. And I have two millennial children. And I'm like, if you haven't figured them out by now, 
you know, brand X, Y, or Z, you're, you're out of luck. And because I, over the years, the last 30 years of being in business, my business was predominantly sports and entertainment. And I did a lot of crisis management. And I would tell my clients, if you're looking at what's happening today, then you're going to miss what's happening tomorrow. You have to be looking at what's next. So in looking at what was next, in everything that I was seeing, I saw Gen Z and I said, you know, brands weren't giving them their due. They were disregarding them for the most part because they're quote, just kids. And they didn't understand the buying power. But for instance, Gen Z will be the 40% of the US population by 2020. And this year they'll spend $44 billion a year. They influence $600 billion a year in terms of their family spending. So they are a major force. Gen Z has literally changed the way we consume information, the way we share information, changed the way um, the economy is going and moving it more towards a token economy. Um, Lydia writes blogs for us, and she's going to be writing a blog in the next couple of months about how how kids use Venmo and, and probably haven't walked into an actual bank for the last two and a half years if, if they have ever walked into a bank themselves to do um, you know peer-to-peer -peer sharing and all kinds of stuff. They change the culture. They are the most diverse population in history. And all of these things intrigued me because there was such a, an innate power in the generation and influence, potential influence that, that the marketplace was quite frankly ignoring. And so I decided that um, I wanted to create a thought leadership around Gen Z and start a think tank of kids. Because if you look around and you read articles about Gen Z, I dare you to find a single interview or article that includes someone who's interviewed a Gen Z kid. You know, they, they talk from the expert perspective, but they don't have the kids talking. And I have this incredible belief in our future because there are so many smart, capable, bold young people. And I, I felt the need to, to amplify their voices and, and have their authenticity come through. So the think tank is made up of over a thousand teenagers from 13 through 22 years old. And we conduct online surveys on an, any number of topics. Our, the one in October is going to be on holiday spending, how much they expect to spend, where they expect to spend it, you know, who they're going to spend it for, whether advertising influences what they spend, or is it the sale, or is it what their, what their peers are saying. So we take really important topics and we survey them. And we expect over a thousand respondents and then we put that information out through our We Are Gen Z Twitter account, Instagram account, Facebook account, through white papers, our website, wearegenz.com. And it's we and the letter R, genz.com. And the idea is to elevate these kids so that they can communicate with the world what they're all about and where they're taking the rest of us. The idea is to have them 
tell the world what is and isn't important to them, where and how they can communicate with them, and, and literally get people on board, brands in particular, to understand that this is a power source and you better get on board and value and respect their opinions because they are going to rule the world. It is so great to connect with people that have very similar thoughts on this generation that I do. I think that that has been one of the best things about being able to do this work, do research around this group and especially qualitative work. And like you've said, hear the words that Gen Z shares and what they care about. So I commend you on all the great things that you're doing over at the Think Tank. I think it's incredibly important to, we really want to understand this generation is understand their experiences, understand their stories and, and not just look at the numbers that we're getting back. And so it is, I think that you're fulfilling a really great, a great niche that, that people are looking for as well. And you're, you're covering a variety of topics and, you know, I speak on it, you speak on it. You always get that really interesting question of like, you know what? I didn't even think about their banking habits until now. And so there's, I think there's always going to be continual work in this space. And so it's good to connect with people that do similar stuff and, and hear about where your inspiration came from. Lydia, I would love to hear how you got involved with it and what your experience has been like. I know you, Kathleen's mentioned that you're writing some blogs, which is great for someone that loves reading and writing, but how did you get involved in what does a, a day in the life of a think tank member look like? Yeah. So um, as Kathleen said, my godmother is actually the one who connected me with the think tank and with Kathleen. And it was a very quick turnaround process. We connected, we decided that I would be a good fit I and mean, that that was something that I could add um, and contribute to this body of work. And then we went from there. And so, yeah, I found to do some really cool things. My last two articles were about sustainable living on a budget and how environmental degradation relates to consumption. And that was just really fun to write because it has so much to do with what I'm learning in intro to envi environmental science and intro to international studies. And so being able to connect that to this work is really important to me. As she said earlier, I'm pretty busy. So when those two things connect and I can, you know, connect the things that I'm doing in school and out of school, that's really good. The other article that I did was about saving for college as a senior in high school. And I just think that is so important. I actually have a little brother who is a junior in high school. So we're just starting to think about that for him. And I think that it's really important that seniors know that they have a lot of agency in this process. And there's this misconception that you have to be the next Einstein. You have to have created Google 2.0 and a new species of a cat uh, <laughs> before you even left high school in order to get into college and maybe just as importantly or more importantly, have someone pay for that education. But that's completely untrue. And there are so many resources out there and there are so many little things that you as a young person can do to contribute to your college fund. So making sure that they know that they actually have a choice and um, where they go and how they pay for it is really important. Since I'm actually on a full ride at Spelman, I think I value education even more. So I've done that with Gen Z. I've also done internships. So during my Coca-Cola internship. I took a picture of myself every single day with something Coca-Cola related. I got to see the coolest things. I probably know more about Coca-Cola than anybody ever wanted to, but it's still, it's, it was really fun to learn about. So taking a picture with myself and one of their items and an intern tip, because there are just so many things that you don't know going into an internship. There are so many things that 
are almost insider secrets. So breaking down the barriers to that knowledge and the barriers to entry in the business world and corporate America is really important. And giving people who might not otherwise have the resources to know what they're expecting and how you can really differentiate yourself, giving the people, those people those resources is really important. And so I'm really excited about this panel that's coming up in October, being able to do things like this, the podcast, and just talk to other people who think that Generation Z is just as important, frankly, awe-inspiring as I do. So Megan, this is one thing that's, that's really exciting for me. I've, this year we've expanded, we started last year, we expanded this year so that we have a Gen Z advisory board of superstars of which Lydia is one of them. We have another tier of participation called our What's Hot, What's Not Trend panel that Lydia's younger brother actually is going to be a part of. He's into hip hop. He wants to work for the Cartoon Network. He's got a whole different vibe to him than, than Lydia does. And we want, we want kids that know and understand and are aware of and appreciate pop culture to be a part of it. As I said early on, Gen Z is not, it's, it's not homogenized in any way, shape or form. As much as people of my generation thought millennials were different and individualistic and couldn't be grouped, well, Gen Z can be grouped even less than millennials. So we want to cover as many facets of this generation as possible so that it truly is an authentic message out there, a brand of, of Gen Z. So, and then we have the full think tank, which is over a thousand kids that um, cover a whole broad spectrum of interests and capabilities. And the large, largest component right now of our Gen Z think tank is in Charlotte, North Carolina, because we've actually incorporated as part of the curriculum for career technical education, CTE pathways, and it's now a part of that curriculum. So it's wonderful that that the Charlotte-Mecklenburg school system, which is the 11th largest public school system in the country, has embraced this concept of elevating the voices of smart, capable, aware young people. But we've also, my vision was that we would create nodes of students and young people all over the country and ultimately all over the world who could collaborate with each other because they're very global-minded and as I said before, very inclusive, and they love those touch points. You know, their backyard is the globe, unlike, you know, other generations before them. And because of the internet, it's so easy for them to connect with people all over the world. So we wanna make sure that we provide a collaboration vehicle for these kids to, to move things in the direction that they wanna go. So now we're in five different states, um, we're in, Lydia's our, our, our lone Georgia person right now, but we have Virginia, we have Florida, we have Illinois, Indiana, and Georgia, and we're hoping to add at least 10 more pods of young people in different states around the country to have even more diverse and well-represented generation. And then we have made some initial forays into both Tanzania in Africa and Honduras in Central America. So we want to link those kids together too, because 
they don't see much difference. They, they, they see more affinity, whereas older generations would see the differences amongst them. It's incredible. I mean, you are quite literally covering so much ground with this group of young people. And I find that absolutely fascinating, the work that you're doing. And you actually kind of covered my next question already was really focusing on what strategies are you using to give Generation Z voice. So I'd really love to to chat for, for those who might be listening that want to do just that and giving these young people voice, whether that's in the classroom or in the organization, what what strategies would you and advice would you give people that want to bring Gen Z voice into their environment and, and make sure that the voice of a group of very incredible young people is being heard? First of all, identify their talent. As I said, Lydia's brother, Noah, he is, he is very, very talented in terms of, of illustration and creating cartoons. And so once a month, instead of writing a blog post like Lydia does, once a month, he's going to create a cartoon on a current issue in the news. So, and so I wanted him to create this based on his talent, take his talent and use that to uh, amplify different perspectives of Gen Z. So we have, we have one young woman, she's into music and her parents work for the symphony and she's in band and she, her whole life is, is woven with, with music. So one of the things we're doing is we're providing young people for the traditional media and bloggers and podcasters, et cetera, to interview themselves. So if they go on our website, they'll see that uh, if they're looking for doing an article about music, we have ones, kids in music. We have kids who are focused on their passions on social justice, on finance, on, on marketing, on entrepreneurism, et cetera. So we have over a thousand kids that we can make available for media to actually talk to and get a, a clearer picture of what's going on. Thank you. I, again, I'm so amazed by all the things that you're doing and the ability that you have to, to get such a good grasp on everything that's going on with Gen Z and really capture their perspectives. Lydia, from your perspective as a member of Generation Z, what advice do you have for older generations who might want to work with members of Generation Z? And from your perspective, what are some ways that they can give young people agency and voice? I think engaging with Generation Z is a matter of both tone and medium. The medium one is, you know, a little more obvious. Uh, Generation Z always has one foot in the physical world and one foot in the digital. It's like completely normal for one person to be having two to three different conversations at the same time with the exact same person. You'll be having a different conversation on Instagram and Snapchat, in person, over Twitter. And so the multidimensional aspect of communication means that Technology is really the only way to engage with Generation Z in a meaningful way. And we like brands that add value to our lives. Now you can't just sell us clothes or food or anything else. You really have to sell us a lifestyle. And we really have to believe that that lifestyle that you're selling fits into our values and fits into our beliefs. I know I've been hearing a lot of people talk about how Nike wants to, you know, elevate um, Kaepernick and you know, take a stand supposedly, but they're still using sweatshop workers. They're still using very, very cheap labor and exploiting people in the global South. And so we know that now, like we, because we have technology, we have our eyes completely open to what's going on. And just because something looks good on the surface doesn't mean it's not rotting beneath. And we really understand that. We understand that 
brands are trying to buy us. We understand the kind of marketing power that we have. And so because we have all this access to technology, because we have all this access to information, we don't just, you know, pick the first thing we see anymore. We have so many options. So you have to find a way to differentiate yourself and elevate you above the crowd. And that really means that you have to be the best at mastering technology and mastering social media and understanding who Gen Z is and what we want. That kind of goes into tone because you have to understand that Gen Z has very different priorities than our parents. 50 years ago, the American dream was a white picket fence, a steady job, 2.5 children. But today it's things like paying off your student loan and being able to afford a small apartment in the city or just being able to, to afford healthcare. Because the dreams have at once gotten bigger and smaller, you really have to understand that. Um, the economic, social, and environmental landscape has changed um, and it's changed us with it. And so because our dreams are different, we're looking for brands and representatives that can help us reach our goals, both the big ones and the ones that we feel that the people who came before us took advantage of and took for granted. Thank you. That was so insightful. And I think that that's such a good takeaway for anyone that is trying to figure out how they can incorporate more of the young adult and youth voice into the things that they're doing. You really did summarize it so beautifully. And I really want to wrap up because I think we've had a wonderful conversation and I hope that listeners can walk away with some, some ideas of how they can incorporate youth, you know, the Gen Z voice into into what they're doing. So I thank you both for sharing that, but I always like to wrap up every episode with one of my favorite questions. And it's interesting because this is my first episode where I'm actually, I've got a guest, a member of Generation Z and an older generation in the same setting. So to both of you, what is your favorite thing about Generation Z? Their boldness. I love the boldness of Generation Z. They think they can do anything and they just go for it. And they also look forward rather than backward. They, they see the past, they've learned from the past, but they also don't dwell on it. Instead, they dwell on, on making their future something that they find livable and successful. I think that by far, my favorite thing about Generation Z is that we don't blink. What's going on in the world, it's very overwhelming right now. Just the nature of the world's problems and the scale of it. Um, there's there's an uh, interview with President Obama that I really, really love um, because he talks about this idea that we should look out in the world and accept it for all of its difficulties, for all of its challenges, for these massive obstacles, but not use that as an excuse for complacence. And really seeing the big picture and knowing that we can make a difference in a small way and that that small thing creates a ripple effect. And that's what Generation Z does. We look at these big issues and we don't turn away. We don't close our eyes to what's sad or what's hard or what's difficult or even what's heartbreaking. Our eyes are wide open and we move forward. We protest, we write letters, we band together, we support each other. We really close ranks as a community and say, yes, the world is scary, but I'm not going to just stand here and not do something about that. Lydia, that was beautiful like this incredibly poetic. I can't even begin to describe that. That was such a beautiful summary. And Kathleen, I agree with the boldness, this idea of boldness, but also seeing a world that needs incredible leadership and strong voices is absolutely some of my favorite things about Generation Z. So I thank you both for hopping on and, and chatting with me today. It's been wonderful to hear about the wonderful work that you're doing and the wonderful information that you're spreading and putting forth to, to share about Generation Z and help other people understand Generation Z. 
it's wonderful to have you all and partners in this work that we do. Kathleen, you mentioned it a few times. If people are interested in learning more about your work, where can they head? You mentioned your website, wearegenz.com, R as in the letter R. Anywhere else they might be able to, to find you online. Yes, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for sure. And we have a Spotify account that we're going to be doing more with music going forward as well. And YouTube. So we do a lot of videos from give me three words that describe Gen Z to how do you learn now and how is that different than the rest of the world? So we have lots of videos each month that we put up that are interviews with kids that will give insights that are important as well. So we are Gen Z.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube. Wonderful. Yes. And you know what? You just found a new Spotify listener in me because I can't quit Spotify. So I'm going to go follow that account right now and listen to the sounds of Gen Z. So again, thank you both so much for spending time with me today. And I can't thank you enough for sharing your stories. You're welcome. Thank you. I loved being able to connect with Kathleen to hear about her work with the We Are Gen Z think tank. And Lydia is such a mature, driven, and engaging young woman who I'm confident will do great things in this world. But what I enjoyed most was being able to witness the ways in which Kathleen encourages Lydia as a student and a young person aspiring towards her future career. It inspires me to practice elevating others more, especially those in Generation Z, and do what I can to put them in positions to learn, grow, and lead. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you liked what you heard, head over to your preferred podcast listening platform and rate, review, and subscribe. This podcast has been such a fun experience so far, and it's part because I keep getting great suggestions for guests and episode topics. So if you have an idea for a podcast episode or a guest that I need to chat with, head over to my website, meganmgrace.com, and send me a note. I really do appreciate all of your feedback, words of encouragement, and suggestions so far, so please keep them coming. Thanks again for hanging out. Let's continue this conversation, and we'll chat soon. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.